All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we're going through Proverbs 8, verses 16 through 21. Let's get it. By me, princes rule, and nobles all who govern justly. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. So here, my interpretation is that wisdom, you know, in addition to princes ruling by it and nobles governing justly by it, um, is going to provide riches for those who seek wisdom, love wisdom, and seek it diligently. So not just seek it, but seek it diligently and love it. And when that happens, you're going to get the riches and honor enduring wealth and righteousness. But even more than that, you're going to get that spiritual wealth, that relational wealth, that emotional wealth, because it says my fruit is better than gold. So there are a lot of things that are better than money. For example, our health and our relationships. Both of those things are more important than money. Keeping our own soul. What is it if a man gains the world but loses his own soul? So our soul, our relationships with our friends and family, and then our health. All three of those, way more important than money, right? And so the fruit of wisdom is going to be better than gold, even fine gold, and the yield than choice silver. So wisdom does bring riches, but it also brings riches in other aspects of life. That's the interpretation of these scriptures, the entrepreneurial application. Before I jump into that, I want to tell you a little bit about where it has shown up in my life. I recently watched the movie Knives Out when I was on the cruise on my honeymoon. And it was interesting because in that movie, people were fighting over an inheritance and they were all just acting really, really ugly to one another. Like they were so focused on the money. And in order to get the money, they were willing to sacrifice relationships in order to get the next step in their career or to take care of what they needed, what they felt like they needed to take care of. They'd be real just nasty to each other. And it was a family that was very rich because dad was rich. He was kind of on his deathbed. He had just died and they were arguing over who gets the inheritance, all that good stuff. And because they were so focused on the money and who gets the inheritance, they were not acting with wisdom. And right here. In verse 21, when it's talking about the benefits, the blessings of wisdom, it says granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. All these people wanted their treasuries to be filled, but they were not acting in accordance with loving wisdom because they were treating each other poorly and not as wisdom would have you treat somebody, right? And this was really interesting to me because they were seeking an inheritance and spoiler alert. So if you don't want the movie to be spoiled, don't listen to the rest of this. Skip like 20 seconds, right? But they didn't get the inheritance, right? And what happened was, I actually won't, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. But they didn't get the inheritance. And so the entrepreneurial application of this is like really the life application, not just entrepreneurial application. There is an inheritance for us to have, you know, we're supposed to inherit the kingdom of God. Some of us are going to inherit stuff from our family, but we have inherited basically all the promises of God by being adopted into his family, the whole kingdom, right? And so when we lose sight of the fact that the true inheritance is like the wisdom and the love that comes with it, not just the wealth, not just the abundance, not just the um, 
you know, whatever else comes with the inheritance, but it's like your identity and whose you are. When that's the real inheritance, when we lose sight of that, we start doing silly stuff. And so the direct entrepreneurial application of this is ignore some of that programming that revolves around fear slash scarcity of money because you remember what is important and you take wisdom into the situation. And you're like, I feel this fear rising up in me about money and maybe I won't have enough. Maybe I'm operating out of lack. Regardless, remember that your inheritance is very abundant. And when you remember that, you can choose to treat people right always, especially when money is on the line. So when a customer is coming at you and they want a refund and that refund is going to put your business in a tight spot, give them the refund and then add some more value to their life by giving them something free as they walk away. Be like, so sorry for the inconvenience. We're going to give you something else. And money was on the line for you there, but something way more important than money was on the line. And it's that relationship with that person because relationships trump money every day of the week. So a lot of entrepreneurs really in the beginning stages and before they've scaled, and I'm sure some at the top stages will let money get in the way of making solid decisions about how to treat people. You just don't want to be that person because it'll stop you from inheriting what you're really meant to inherit, the things that are better than money, because you'll be so focused on the money. That's the entrepreneurial application. That's the life application. Figure out where you're really focused on the money and then shift perspective to your inheritance, what you're getting, the wisdom, seek wisdom, and then treat people as a wise person would. The money will follow. And so will the rest of the inheritance. So I told you how it showed up in my life in Knives Out, right? I saw people not acting with wisdom, not treating each other wisely, and they ended up losing their inheritance. But I also read this verse and I just thought of some scriptures of like, hard work will put you before kings, store your treasure in heaven, we inherit the kingdom of God. I talked on this a little bit earlier, but like, there are some pretty big promises in the Bible about who we are, and what we're called to do, like, literally, we're called to do things greater than Christ, right? And when I think about that, I'm like, is me tripping about 10 bucks, 20 bucks, a thousand bucks, a million bucks? Like, is me tripping about that? Putting me on a path to do something greater than Christ? Like, I don't think so. It's me getting caught up in money because I think it is scarce. I think I am lacking it. And so when you focus on that hard work, when you focus on storing your treasure up in heaven, when you focus on the fact that you've inherited the kingdom of God so you can act with wisdom in every aspect of your life, you treat people right, you treat yourself right, you go to work with the right attitude, and you make the right decisions throughout the day. A lot of us will make decisions out of money scarcity. And then it's like, it's hard to obey God because we're trying to obey him at a level that was preempted by disobedience, if that makes sense. When you disobey at a foundational level, it's like any action that is a continuance of that disobedience is also disobedience. So when you're, you know, I feel like a lot of people will be like, okay, I acted out of fear and I got this job that is just disgusting to me and it's not fulfilling. It's not what God called me to do. So then when it's kind of like God's calling you out of that situation, this isn't for people whose job is like good for them and God is not calling you out. It's for the percentage of people um, where God is calling you out of a situation, whether it be a job, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a financial situation. And you're sitting here 
you know, I know God has called me out of that, but I'm too scared to step out of it. So I'm going to make decisions within this situation. Every decision you make is wrong because God called you out of that situation. So you just can't win. And I feel like a lot of people, especially myself, when I'm unwilling to get out of a situation that I've been called out of and I'm making decisions within that situation, I always feel like I'm losing. And you always feel like you're losing because every decision is a losing decision because you're where you're not supposed to be. And so I just think that's really interesting because you're losing track of the inheritance, but then you're trying to solve it at a level that just creates a lose-lose situation. You need to go back to the root of like, okay, where am I out of line with God? And then keep digging deeper because it's probably not your job. It's probably something on a heart level because very seldom is it circumstances with God. It's more often a heart thing. So you can use your circumstances to track back to your heart, track back to what you believe about God. And then, um, you know, you can literally change your situation by just changing your heart um, and what you believe about God, because, you know, your situation will adapt to who you are and whose you are. And when you act like it, right, start acting right. So where do I want this to show up in my life? Specifically, I talked about the fact that people... When they get focused on money scarcity, they'll treat people poorly. And I really want extreme generosity with my resources. And I want the freedom and the resources to do that always. And I am saying I want it to show up in my life in this way, because when I think about James and when I think about faith without works is dead, I always get caught up on that point where it's like, when you come up to somebody or when somebody comes up to you and they're hungry and they're thirsty and they need clothes and they need shelter, don't say to them, hey, go and be warm. <laughs> go and be full, be warm, and be merry, and then leave them because those words are dead. You're speaking words into their life, and you're not doing any action. Nothing's happening. They still have no clothes. They still have no food. They still have no water. And it's like, similarly, faith without works is dead. Don't say you have faith and then not do works. When I think about that, I'm like, dang. So all these people that I'm saying I want to help, when I'm just speaking words, it means nothing. What I need to do is be taking action. And I need the resources and the time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom to help these people when they need help. And I also need the network and the infrastructure to help these people when they need help, right? So that's why I really like James. It's like, I want to help people who are hungry. I want to help people who don't have shelter. And James calls me to actually take action and be generous in a way where it's like, if you have some clothes on your back, give it to your friend, give it to your brother, give it to your neighbor. But the thing is, many of us don't have the metaphorical clothes on our back. And that's why we're trying to look out for ourselves. So we got to get right. And then we got to help others get right. So how can you guys apply this to your life? Start being generous today, especially with your money. And that's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out.